to Creative Reboot, the ultimate podcast for creative souls, small business owners, side hustlers and dream chasers. I'm Carla, brand photographer and visual magic maker for colourful magical weirdos and also a professional multipod. And I'm Sarah, creative copywriter and branding photographer for awesome female business owners and aspiring author. Hi, welcome back. So um, we are Carla and Sarah at Creative Reboot and we have this week the legendary Marianne Cantwell with us. Um, She is from Free Range Humans and she is a career coach among other things and she helps people create and grow a business that fits their unique personality and the life that they want. Welcome Marianne, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you guys, I'm so excited to do this. Yeah, we can't work. We're so pleased to have you here. I think Carla's especially pleased to have you here as well. I try really hard not to find you. So. <laughs> it's just really nice to see you. Cool. Well, we'll go straight in. Marianne, tell us a little bit uh, in your own words what it is you do and who you help and everything you want us to know, basically. All the things. So I've All been running things. Free Range Humans for well over a decade. So it's, wow. you know the OG of the kind of like figure your figure out what it is you want to do with your life and grow a business that really fits like your personality and the life you want. So, you know, we work with people right from people who are just like, you know what, I really want to do creative, more creative projects to people who are like established even with a creative business. And it's really all about aligning who you are and who you are at your best with how you're showing up so you can have more ease you can have more freedom and all of those things so it's very much like a not a one-size-fits-all approach to creating a business and and growing a business and creative projects in the life that fits you I love that where were you 20 years ago when I first started my actual I did not even know you could do this sort of thing. <laughs> well, this is it, actually. That's probably the question to ask. How did you find that this is a thing that you could do or that anyone could do? Well, I mean, it, the answer is a bit different. I, I think Carla will know because she was she's been around free range land for ages. You know, when I started out, so I quit my last ever job just in the last financial crash back in like mm. 2008, eight nine, wow. And so... Yes, people, obviously, there were online businesses, that scene was really starting. But there was a, I felt at the time there was something really missing. And there was everything was more from an entrepreneur perspective as in a traditional entrepreneur perspective. And I was like, but what about if you want to love what you do, have a really awesome life around it, and do stuff that really fits you. So you don't like, you know, have to leave your personality at the door to be like, oh, I can, I have to show up this way to get paid. I can't Mm. be the full version of myself. No one was coming in from that doorway, right? Everyone was just like, this is how you like 10x your business in this way. It was all like the yellow highlighters on the page. And so when I came in, I was, I was having a bit of a portfolio career when I started and I started a little blog called free range humans and which doesn't fully exist now. And that blog got popular and while I was doing career coaching, I wouldn't call myself a career coach anymore, but when I was doing career coaching at the beginning, everyone wanted to know how did you quit your job? And so I switched and I was like, what if I ran stuff on how to create something that you love and how to grow it? And that evolved to become the thing everyone wanted, ended up you know, getting book deals, um, all, all the things happened because of that. And so I feel like today when the the whole fields change and there is you know i love how many people are talking about this now because it means mm. i don't have to do everything so it's awesome Absolutely. Um, yeah. but like you know i feel like we just need a bit more of that flavor back in about like how can i do this as me rather than you know we're lucky to have all these formulas but without getting lost in the formulas does that make sense yeah. 
It does, yeah. yeah. And the thing I've always loved about Marianne's approach to all of this is that you don't, it's not, she doesn't teach her, oh, look, this is what I did so it'll work for you. It's very much about finding what works, what your unique collection of things that will work for your that's what i'm hearing yes that how can i you know how can i make this work you know it's it's asking the questions and seeing where it will take you rather than saying making it work for you yes yeah not not just not just like oh here is a blueprint of stuff that you can do that might work but might not work but hey we'll give it a go it's it's definitely not like that and that's one of the reasons i loved it so much um (laughs) well still love it but that you marianne is the reason i quit my job to start with <laughs> she's the reason i'm on this path really so i'd love um, to have someone yeah. say that about me actually that's a great thing what a great yeah. influence yeah. It's responsibility no it's great it's great um i remember finding you we were working from home during the i think it was during the olympics the 2012 olympics and they'd allowed us to work from home basically because everything was broken in london and um and i was on, i remember being on a conference call and i was typing on my own laptop while like one ear on the conference call like this is so dull it's for a finance company um and then coming across and it was the, the little chickens it was when you had your your little chicken logo it was a long time ago and um and finding the free range blog and and this is something that actually i would love to talk a little bit more about um if you're willing to the words that you had on that blog were like you were inside my head and i've always wondered how you do that <laughs> But it was one of those where I was like, oh, my God, I'm not the only person in the world that feels like this. This is amazing. And then that was and I've still got, I've got friends from that first cohort. And it's just been an amazing, an amazing thing. And it's been really interesting watching you evolve your business in the same way. Um, you know, we, none of us, none of us are where we were 10 or so years ago. And it's been so interesting to see that change. And I think that's also at the heart of that, isn't it, is that you're not going to have one business and keep it for life. So mm. it's exactly it's I think that when I started out, so when I was just doing that little transition from going, I'll help people get better jobs to maybe they don't, I don't want to help people get jobs at all. Um, so I was doing that little transition <laughs> in my life, pretty big one. Um, and I remember at the time I really thought, because I, I didn't find the growing a business stuff that hard. And I know now why, because I happened to have hit on an approach that really fit my superpowers, that really fit me. So I got, in a way I got lucky. Um, I really hit something that fit me. But where I think I came in is that I honored that. I didn't then go off down other rabbit holes. So I really hit something. And so when people first came to me and were like, where do I start? I was like, oh, so the whole question is going to be about figure out your right direction. And once they've got a direction, they won't need me anymore. Like, I was like, there can't be such a thing as helping people grow their business. That's a silly thing. Like, I just need to give them some books because that worked for me. And so I remember this and I remember like recommending these resources that helped me um, back then, just a couple of books I'd loved and giving them to like clients who'd gone through my program. And they were like, but what now? And I was like, well, I just gave you the books. Did you not, like, did that not help? I mean, like, now I look at this, it's like a billion-dollar fucking industry. I don't know how big it is. Now, at the time, I was like, how could anyone pay to get helped with their business? That doesn't make sense. You get, yeah. And so I just share that because I think with your story, Carla, what you said then really resonates with me is that you don't just build a business or build a creative direction or build whatever it is, and it's stagnant, like, the fields change, the world changes, people change and you change and your relationship to what you do changes. And so what I look at now, what I do, what other people are doing around me is so different to where we start. And I actually think that's part of the joy of it, right? Yeah. Yes, definitely, definitely. Um, but I do think it's really interesting. It, it's still quite a unique approach, I think. Um, so there are there are still a lot of people who say to me, oh, so, so you're a photographer, so this is the way you do that. And I'm like, no. Not really, <laughs> nothing like that. Um, and I, I just, I find it amazing that you're able to adapt so well to so, because I, I would say, well, 
I'm going to guess, hopefully you're going to um, uh, corroborate that you've ne- not had two two people through your um, your world who have done the same thing, have you? Not like, exactly. Even if you have two people same, are in the yeah. same the same career, they're still not doing the same thing, are they? And I, I think that's something people, that is not recognised. I've had people try to do the same things, um, and certainly a normal oh, okay. place to. St- I've certainly it's a normal place to start. I think is people mm-hmm. trying to do exactly the same. And I think that if what you end up doing is you hit a wall because you're trying to follow the exact path that worked for someone based on their personality, based on their situation, based on all these little like nuances. And it's like, it never quite, it's like, it never can be fully the same. Like you can start out in the same starting point with the same intentions and even, you know, similar vibe to each other. But if you're going to take off and have it feel great and have it really work, it's going to be because you tap into the things about you that are your most natural things. And no ones are exactly the same. So, yeah, I feel that that's exactly and that's not talked about because I think what happens is we and I definitely had this. You know, I thought when I started out, I was like, no, I happened on the one right way because it worked for me. And I didn't realize that what actually, yes, I happened on a very good way. And it worked for me because it also matched my personality and my strengths. And that nuance I'm not seeing. And I think it's because people don't know. I don't think anyone's lying. I think they just don't know. People don't realize we are not, you know, these computers that you just plug stuff into, right? And so they're not seeing it. And so sometimes I see people go, like I always say this joke of like, you go on Facebook or Instagram, you see the ads, and it's all like, well, you know, um, email lists, I tried email list work and it didn't work at all because email list uh, approaches suck. So therefore the only thing that worked for me is Facebook groups. And then someone else will say, Facebook groups sank all this time to it. Email list is where it's at. And someone will say, I went down the, like I was selling too low price. So I had, I, as soon as I discovered like high ticket, everything changes. And someone else will go, I was trying high ticket. That's so over. You know, it's all about micro offers. And I just look at all this and I'm just like, you, all of you are right. Like you are mm-hmm. all right because we yeah. all naturally own different spaces. Does that make sense, Sarah? Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, definitely. definitely. And there is space for all of us. I think that's the other thing that is yeah. that we often forget, don't we? It's, yeah. it's a thing I talk about quite a lot. The part of what I do is I'm, I, I copyright for people. So I'm I'm writing people's words for them. And I'm, I'm always trying to explain to them, you know, you are the most unique part of your business. There is no one like yes. you. You know, it's yes, there are other photographers or there are other... Uh, I can't think of a job now, but, you know... Like, <laughs> But you know, there there are you know people doing the same thing as you, but they don't have the same likes, they don't have the same dislikes, they don't have the same um, ways of doing things, the same thoughts, the same opinions, and you bring all of that into your work. Is is my belief? That's always been my belief. So that is where the uniqueness comes in, isn't it? It's in every it's every aspect of of you of you and your personality, which is why I think what you do resonates so much with me because it is about the individual person. I love it. Yes. I'm having big smiles on my face right now. Big smiles, <laughs> all the big grins. <laughs> I'm just thinking back to 2012 Carla who didn't believe she could actually leave and work on her own terms. And yeah. no, now I can, now I do. So, um, yeah. Yay. <laughs> so tell us about, if, if you're... Um, I don't know if I'd call, would you call it, would you call your journey a creative journey? Would you call it a discovery journey? What would you call it? Tell us a little bit about your journey from Ooh, from there to here. That's a really great question because I think that's a very different energy, a creative journey. I think it's more of a personal journey for me because I mm-hmm. think my creativity has always been there and always been pretty clear to me. 
I think it's more about finding a home for it and finding trust in myself about which parts of it do I lead with. Because, you know, I have a billion ideas a minute, like I'm sure your listeners uh, do as well. I'm just going to make a guess on that. Um, yeah, so definitely. That part's coming. <laughs> like, it's more like which – like I feel like a lot of my work, a lot of other people's work around me has been – what am I – I'm going to say this right. I think we spend a lot of time layering a lot of stuff on ourselves in order to be enough with what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that can be from a practical sense from if I don't add this into my program, will it sell as well? From if I don't lead with this in my brand, it won't sell as well. And for me, it's been this almost like removing of these layers to say, what of me is more than enough? And this is still with a full-time business. Like from the time I've had a full-time business, this has been an evolution. Like my business has always done pretty well. I've always, it's kind of all flowed but it f- always flowed significantly better whenever I'd have another removing of a layer so whenever for example so I got down this real rabbit hole for a while of getting very uh sort of more technical with marketing like trying to support people in courses more with the like the the real detailed tactics and I can do that and it is not my greatest superpower and so I set a new rule for myself a few years ago and it's a bit of a challenging one um to hear I think so I was going to like explain it after I say it so the new rule for myself is when I'm going to start something new and what I do am I the best in the world at it and if I'm not I shouldn't do it and the reason I say it's challenging is if you have an active inner critic you're like I am not best in the world at anything so (laughs) just want to explain what I mean by that I mean best in your world best in your sphere wherever you want to say the level that you're at and what you're doing of the sphere you're looking at, can you say hand on heart, I am the best at that type of thing, even within like the group of of 10 people you kind of look at and are your peers. And if you can't say that, then why are you leading with it? Like Mm. you're not going to be the best at it. You'll do fine, but you will always know that it's not really your thing. So I actually challenge, it's, it's actually not, a cause to stop it's actually a pause to get a cause to get deeper and say right so i want to lead with accountability am i the best in the world at accountability fuck no i'm not the best in the world of accountability i hate accountability i think it's like i don't i don't use it so how why am i best well so there's two things i can do one is if my people need a program or i can refer them out i can uh put a coach in there who is great accountability or I can say, what flavor do I bring that is unique? And I actually ran a program that did have accountability in it last year. And the flavor I brought in that I was best in the world at is taking action based on your personality and based on who you are. And so now I'm like, no one's doing accountability based on that. Or not, I'm sure a lot of people are, but no one in my sphere is. And I know that's my jam. So now I've gone from, here's all the things that I have to be if I launch an accountability program to here's what I do and here's one strand of it that really fits me. I don't have that program anymore, by the way, (laughs) just in case anyone starts Googling it. But like, can you see that's the difference for me? So that's been the personal evolution. It's actually been one of going deeper and more honest with myself every time I'm about to take action and say, is this really in your wheelhouse? If it isn't and you want to do it, that's really cool. Now let's get creative to say what angle of it is so you don't go off down someone else's rabbit hole. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah, so much sense. I have a question based on that then, actually. So how 
how are you, how is it that you can you are so in tune with yourself and your these discoveries what sort of what methods do you take to to figure all of this out i am intrigued <laughs> this is this is the essay. Uh, no, <laughs> I mean honestly, you you've both been in business and doing your stuff for a while, so you know that you start noticing patterns, right? Mm-hmm. So I think one of them is like genuinely is time. It is noticing patterns, and Carla, you know this from when we do work with people who are early on in their journey, who are just starting out or making a pivot or haven't actually start anything yet a lot of our work is actually getting people to do projects because you can only learn from experience and learn like you need evidence how do you know what your patterns are without evidence so that's one of them Mm -hmm. the other one is i'm obsessed with personality profiles so i have and we're just in the moment process of launching our um, secret superpowers program right now which i'm so excited about and in that one of the many approaches just one of them is uh, i call it external input which actually is personality profiles so i what i tend to do with people and myself is i try to get evidence from a lot of different places and look at where the patterns lie so if you're just making assumptions about like looking at your patterns and making assumptions about what what, why things worked you might come in with a the filter we normally come in with is one of looking at the things that felt harder to us and giving them too much weight for why they were the reason for our success for example this launch worked because I finally got myself organized That might be true, but it might also be true that that launch worked because actually you put things into words that, as Carla said, really hit home with people and you did it stronger than ever this time. But all you're seeing is that you got organized because that was the hardest thing for you. And so when we look at ourselves, we have bias. So what I like to do is you do that, you do some other work, and you also sprinkle in some uh, profile work. So you can say, is what I'm picking up true in general for what... I see about myself in these other places. So then when you're looking at these patterns, you get it's actually just a process of getting consistently realigning um, what you do with who you are. I love that. That's awesome. What a, a great answer. I've got, I'm now going to go away and grab all the profiles of the personality <laughs> things that I've done and start squirreling through them. Look for your <laughs> Then we can compare. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always fascinated, actually, because um, I think we are very similar in some ways, Sarah, but also quite different. So I'm going to, I've got all of mine. Um, and uh, and I do reassess. Marianne, do you reassess your um, profiles, personality profiles? Question. I, yep. so we, I've got a couple of friends who are obsessed, and we we try and guess what people are, and then we make them take the test, so we I can see that. if we were right. It's <laughs> super cool, like that. Well, you but, got me right with them. Is it Gretchen Rubin's the four tendencies? Oh, I did. I did. I'm an obliger. It turns out. So. Oh, I love you, people. My, my <laughs> fiance is an obliger. They're so lovely. What about you, Grandfather? Questioner? I'm not an obliger. I'm a rebel. Oh, you're a rebel. <laughs> probably no surprise. I'm a questioner, so I just like. Uh, I'm more like, is why is that important? Yes, I love that. Do you do you do you re um what you're saying about realigning, which which really um strikes true for me because actually, yeah. so I'm now approaching my third year full time. Oh, I'm in my third year, I suppose technically full time with my business, and um and I found that actually the process of starting, the process of running businesses while I had a job, and then the process of running full time businesses are actually mm. three quite different beasts, mm. and I have changed in that time. I don't think my core personality, my core values haven't really changed, but I do revisit my values quite often to check that they're... Um, but what I haven't really done is revisited my personality tests. Um, I, I kind of assumed I'd be the same. Is that something that you think can change or do you think that's something that kind of stays the same? 
It depends which profiles you did. I think that's okay. the first thing I'd say and how strong you were on those. So okay, I've tried to cheat sense. on several of them and redo them. But like, I was like, I will change my answers and I'll get a different result. I, I have I never managed to get a different result on some of the main profiles. I'm like, damn it, I'm so obvious. I'm so a cliche of all this. Um, but <laughs> the way... I'll explain the way that I like to work with people on like so for example in the superpowers course which I'm it's live for me because I'm literally creating it so I'm just I've come out of a creation cave to talk to you guys yeah, uh, there's something that I amazing. do which is I call you create your I call your guiding star and your guiding star is this idea of instead of having a hundred different things you're great at or one personality profile which is quite a big gift so unless you go like I am all the things or no I am this one thing there's actually this middle ground which I call your guiding star where you have your superpowers um, as part of a it's a, a star um, system and you consistently go around that star which have your superpowers and you extract the different manifestations of them for different situations so the idea is that your superpowers not your values which I think are separate your values will shift over time but your super superpowers and your strengths are pretty consistent some will shift in the focus of them over the years and also your relationship to them will shift but the like so every time I redo my guiding star most of them are there but then I get a new depth of understanding of one of them and I'm like oh my gosh by that I actually mean this thing and so I go another level deeper but what never changes is the the core part of it but if you I love that visual that I love to use with people which is you go around yourself and your star and you can extract different manifestations of your superpowers and your strengths based on what you need so maybe for your like more visual creative projects, there'll be a certain angle. And for your business creative projects, there'll be another angle. And for you this year, there's this angle, but it always comes from you. And I find that, I think that's something I didn't get when I first started on this work. I thought that you had a certain way that you were at your best and that was it. And I found that really constricting. Um, so mm -hmm. I, yeah, I, feel, I find that helps me a lot. Yeah. I love this concept actually, yeah, because it still has you at the heart of it, yes. and I think that's 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 really really important. I think yes. it, and I think there's so much when particularly when I think, I think the combination of creativity and business I think is a particular, um, um, kind of, it's a magic combination. But I think it also you can get lost in you can lose your creativity in trying to build a sustainable business, and you can kind of lose interest in the business side trying to keep hold of your creativity. And I think actually centering it all on you and going around yourself feels like a really good way to, to keep that balance. And we talk about balance a lot, don't we? we <laughs> it comes up in almost every episode. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, yeah, so I really like that. That's awesome. Love it. Fabulous. I'm having a, I'm having, just having a little fizzes and sparks going on at the moment. Brain so. fireworks! <laughs> <laughs> oh, so... I had a question and then I kind of lost it, Carla, so carry on. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, Marianne, tell us, just because I'm nosy, what is your favourite way to work? Are you, so, actually, no, I'm, I'm going to let you answer that. I'm not going to, I'm not going to put any input into that. So what, what is your favourite way to work? Is it with people? Is it online? Is it a combination? Do you like flying around the place and changing locations? Mm. Do you like to be in one place so you can hermit? Tell us a little bit about working styles. <laughs> That's a good question. I mean, these days, um, it's definitely online. Um, but actually, it's always been online, as you know, for me. Um, I have not done any in-person work except for a couple of one-off days with one-to-one -one clients. I haven't done any person work for... I mean, seven years, eight years. Wow. Okay. Um, I mean, I do occasional workshops and events and like little one-offs, very rarely. And yeah, again, I'll occasionally see one-off like 
intensive. Um, but nothing, no, I would say 99.9% of my work is online. Um, and I kind of like it that way. I find that it is, my people are spread around the world. So while I have a majority in the UK, because uh, that's where I started, and, and I also have a lot in the US, in Canada, in obviously I'm from Australia originally, so Australia, Asia. And when you start to spread, it's like, yeah, I, I just love the freedom of people, no matter where you are, you can just do stuff on your own way. Having said that, I really love in-person interaction um, to keep me creatively energized. So whenever I can, I'll sprinkle in like in-person stuff. Yeah, that's cool. I was gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna say, oh, you know, you're the queen of online working, and then I was like, no, let's not bias it. If that's still the case, I know this year everybody, everybody has become, um, you know, queens know. of online work, online working. But um, I, I think it's really interesting because I know when when I first started talking about online courses, when I first started working with you and and beyond, and people would say to me, but online isn't that if you work online, isn't that a bit of a, isn't that a bit scammy? And I was like, no, yeah, no it's really not. It and suddenly, I mean, I do feel like it's got better over the last few years, but I do feel like this last 12 months has suddenly everybody understands what I do for a living, which is really nice. <laughs> it's really, really yes. soothing. I don't have to explain it anymore. So um, that's really helpful. But no, it's really intriguing because I mean, it gives, I think it gives a lot of flexibility. Um, and I hadn't, I have to say I hadn't actually thought about the worldwide. I think in my head you still live in the UK. I haven't accepted that you've moved away yet. <laughs> well, that's, that's what I love, is that people don't, it doesn't matter no. in a way. Nobody, like, nobody I, has to know, do they? So. The fact yeah, I'm yeah. literally sitting in a squirrel surrounded, like in my, as I told you guys before this, that um, I, where we live, I call it Squirrel Hill. Uh, it's not actually a place, um, but it is now. It's just at, just on the edge of LA, um, up in the hills, and we have a little house uh, here that has a garden with coyotes and squirrels and about... 10 types of birds and owls and it's a crazy nature sanctuary um and also uh, i st most people my clients are in the uk it doesn't make any difference because mm -hmm. yeah you know why does it matter where you are in a way and i think that's beautiful yeah. right like it's so yeah. much more i think inclusive. yeah i think that's the beauty of it yeah definitely and i think you do i mean you know technology now is better than it was 10 years ago so you oh do still God. get that that interaction um <laughs> so much better <laughs> Yeah. We are very lucky <laughs> these days, definitely. Even just to yeah, mm -hmm. all, all the all the tools that we have at our disposal now just makes life so much easier, doesn't it? So yeah, definitely. Actually, there's a question then. Talk. T can you? T oh. Would you mind telling us a little bit about some of your favourite tools that you use? I'd love to. I'd love to hear if you've Ooh, got any. What do you question. mean by tools? Like, give tools. me a little. Uh, just things like uh, I don't know, like pieces of software, things that you use to kind of just run what you do, basically. Hmm. I guess I come to technology from the perspective of what do I need. So it's really ah. interesting. I never think that way in. So I have to think for a second. Um, I would, I mean, the thing I use the most is Zoom. I mean, honestly, like I am not a techie person. I've run online businesses forever and I don't, like I don't see myself as technical. I understand it. I'm friendly with tech, <laughs> but I say like, <laughs> what do like we that. actually use to run our business? So I would say I use ConvertKit. For my email list, huge fan. Um, actually, I remember the, if you guys don't know, convert that the founder, Nathan, who's like one of the biggest uh, email list providers. I remember I met up with him in, with a group in Norway, like when he was starting it. And he was like this 20 something year old kid who was all like, I have this idea for a thing. And I was like, like, don't we already have that? And I was like, I don't really get what it is. And then he did it and I was like, oh my God, it's amazing. It's now one of the biggest things in the world. But anyway, so I use ConvertKit um, for email lists. I love, love, love that. Um, I use obviously Zoom for everything pretty much. I find, mm. I'm a huge fan of keeping it simple. Like yes. why would you need to 
So often, I think that's probably the best way to answer this, is I see a lot of stuff about all these shiny new tools. And I, firstly, I'm a huge fan of letting other people test those tools <laughs> for a good, a good period. I like that approach. I agree. Yeah, I'm definitely. like, you guys just get... You guys just like enjoy those tools. So yeah. number one, that's that's my general approach to life. Um, and two, I, I tend to think whenever I look at the, the shiny new things, it's very rare that they're that much better mm. that it's worth me moving. You know, we yeah. still – so I run my courses. We now run through Wishlist um, members on on our website. So I have, you know – and I we have that custom made, so – you know, we basically make our own cult course um, layout because I've done this forever and I like how we do courses. I don't like mm. how Teachable does courses so yeah. much for my teaching style. <laughs> Works yeah. for some, yeah. doesn't work for everyone. And so yeah, I yeah. think that's it. I love Canva. I mean, my favorite tool is Canva. I mean, you got to be honest. Like, the fact you can just make stuff look pretty um, is definitely one of my favorite things. Um, but yeah, I, I love, love how everyone comes back to Canva because it is one of my <laughs> absolute favorites. Canva <laughs> Zoom. That's, that's what life is made up of. These I days. have another. Another one, I've got another oh. tool I love. You're both like a bit extroverted, right? Like you both talk a bit, yeah? Do you, do you yeah. both think by talking or do you think by writing? Oh, I'm a writer. I'm a writer, definitely. Okay. Mm. Well, if anyone who thinks by talking, you'll love this. I use this tool called Otter, a, otter.ai. Oh, my God. It's amazing. Transcription <laughs> service that is like AI transcribes your stuff, but either for free or low cost, instantly I am currently what? writing two books because I can talk them I don't have to write them I can talk the shitty first draft and then I can edit the shitty first draft and it is a game changer I love that yeah oh I fully agreed well yes yeah I'm, I'm gonna definitely second that and Sarah I know you use it for clients as well I use it for clients yeah because normally I'm I'm uh, grabbing ideas from all my clients so rather than sit here scribbling them down I just record them and go hey I'm gonna put this recording into into the transcription now and it's gonna tell me what you oh told me so <laughs> And you know, I've got to say, like, I'm so glad you asked this question, Sarah, because this <laughs> is the stuff. I'm just like, we are so lucky. We live at this crazy period in history where mm. it has never, never been easier to be running your own thing, pivoting, uh, changing yeah. course, reaching people. I, it blows my mind. The stuff I used to have to hack together even five years ago is available for free or low cost. Like, example, um, when we first did a membership site, the amount I had to pay and this was not that long ago to get someone to develop it to get it to good enough and now you can just buy it like yeah. I don't even understand <laughs> like yeah. it is we're so lucky. it works yes. it actually works like some of the stuff that similarly that I've had to like hack into the back end of my site not very well or I've had to pay someone to write some really dodgy code to make it work and then and then now now it just there's a plug-in and it's like 20 pounds and it works it, it it's is amazing beautiful. yeah no definitely I think actually that's I think that's quite an inspiring thing I think for people who are so our audience I think is made up of um all kinds of people from at all stages of the journey much like yours Marianne and I think when you're starting I think it can be a little bit overwhelming um and also there's that oh god can I do this and it's like yes yes you can there will definitely be if there's something you can't do there will be something out there that can help you with it and it probably isn't going to cost you loads and I think that that's a really that's definitely something that's changed in the 10 years I've been in business and it's made it so much more approachable. You don't have to be techie to run a successful business and that feels quite epic. I mean, I don't love being my own IT team, but I like that I can be my own IT team. <laughs> so. I agree. And also I think that here's the thing. I've, I've recently popped into some like someone else's Facebook group because I bought their product, like a technical product. And I, because I don't see it because we curate our groups really tightly. 
I suddenly saw what everyone's talking about, how people who are starting out are really led to, to they're kind of almost told they need this level of tech and level mm. of stuff. I can tell you that most of those people who had never earned anything or who had earned only like, you know, less than a year's salary were telling themselves they needed more tech than I would use to pull off a, you know, without dropping numbers, fairly significant launch. And they were telling mm-hmm. us that they needed that or they couldn't do it. They needed that before they anything else could happen. And I was just like, I don't know how to do half the stuff you guys are telling yourself. And by the way, this has nothing to do with having, a, uh, having an audience or anything like that at all. It was very much about the technical side and the hookups. And I was like, you know, you know I always say this, until you have a time problem, you do not have a systems problem. Like you do not need all your payment systems hooked up with auto responses if you can literally do it yourself. Like I, I just don't understand it. Like it blows my mind that everyone's trying to get these systems perfect. Whereas I'm like, I have a hundred percent in the last few years sold products where I could not be asked or my VA was busy to get like everything hooked up properly. So I'd sell it with a thank you page saying welcome email coming in 24 hours. Like why wouldn't you do that? <laughs> like, mm. you know, so I think that there's this sense of, well, I would love to see, and it, it's including people who are established, by the way, because I think we, and I've been here, you can kind of get trapped by your systems when you want to pivot and you want to do things differently. Or, and when you're starting out, I would love to see more creativity and play come into how we execute our business, not just for the ideas for our business. So, you know, if you want to be playful and creative in your offering, how are you allowing yourself to have the, the lowest bar to letting people in the door? What's the simplest way to invite people in from the invitation to taking them in to anything else and to throw out anyone's rules for what that should look like? Because that, it, it makes me sad, Carla. We have so much great tech and also I don't want that tech to become the reason people don't don't move to forward be a sticking point pivot. yeah no right. and i love that idea of simplicity because i think actually i think you're totally right and i think i have definitely fallen into that in fact sarah and i've both i think fallen into those traps over time we think oh and i must get and now i've got to this stage and actually i'm running out of time so i should get this thing and then by the time you've set up a new thing you've just fallen down another three-day rabbit hole and i'm it's actually in that, it could be. in that situation at the moment i've because i've just started setting up a crm because i don't have time to do all of the um onboarding stuff and that That's stuff cool. takes so much time but setting up the crm if people told me how long this was going to take you know <laughs> But we did have a conversation. Tell, tell me what you mean by setting up a CRM. Like, I feel clueless sometimes and I run this oh, business. It's like, what do you yeah. mean? So it's a software. It's a software called, the one I'm using is Dubsado. And basically it does things like it auto responds like to all of your inquiries. It brings them into the process of, of um, uh, sending them invoices, contracts and getting them basically up and running as your clients. So the first thing you nice. then really have to do on a personal scale is actually start working for them. So... It's. I love the theory of it. It's just getting it started is, you know. She Sarah well, also has some loads uh, because of the the way that she works with her copywriting. I think she has a lot more information that she needs. Yeah. To yeah. to pull in. Yeah, so I, I do a lot. I I tend to send mm. stuff out and then I have a just a call with someone to to get their um kind of their essence for photography. But I think with copywriting you need a lot more of the background. They get stuff homework. And, and you were, they get homework. They get homework. <laughs> they get lots of homework. So yeah. But we were saying one I of, which that. I think really ties in with what you've said actually, Marianne. We said when when she said, oh, I think I'm going to take the plunge but I don't have time and I was like the only time you have time to set it up is before you start yeah. and you can't have that stuff before you start because you don't know what you, don't you, know need, what you need you don't need it's it when true. you start yeah. and so I love you that have to, because like yeah. when you're doing that that now makes sense now I get why you're doing it and it's totally worth it then because mm. you're like I have a time problem it's not going to 
get fixed in any yeah. way other than me having fewer clients, which I don't want. Yeah, um, so absolutely. <laughs> I need to fix it. And it's like, yeah, that makes sense. And, you know, I'm a huge fan of outsourcing. Like, I am such a fan of, say, find someone who'll do it. But if, you, if you're not going to or able to do that. That is on my mind at the moment. <laughs> it's huge. Oh, my gosh. I just have a new assistant. And she's changed my life. Like, oh. I can't even. So I was I had a full team for a, a while, quite, quite a long time. Then I... I don't know if I told you the story, Carla. I pulled all my courses offline. I went through a dark night of the soul um, a few years ago. No one noticed. Just pulled them offline. <laughs> and um, I really was reevaluating how we were doing things. So I was asking, am I doing things? Am I the best in the world at this thing? I didn't really fully agree with the way the industry was going. So I actually mm. took all, like, including a six-figure membership offline and shut down for, like, our, you know, new stuff for a few years. In that time, I obviously took the team down to bare minimum <laughs> um and now as when I started coming back I realized how much I love being able to work with other people who are completely in their power and who are like in their flow in do like supporting you know what we're doing but they love it and they like they eat up the stuff that I find the worst and they're like this mm. is fun and so it's just been really nice going from I don't think many people have that because normally it's like you grow you have a team and it gets bigger and whereas I grew had a team and consciously was like I want to take this down to basics for a little while and just evaluate where we are and where I want to go because I'm going up here and I'm not sure that's where I wanted to go mm -hmm. and so going back and going oh my god the difference between even if you're able to have one person do a couple of hours a month for you on the things that eat up the most of your time or your your headspace not time most of your headspace yes yeah I cannot like it is the biggest gift you can give yourself. Um, and I think it's the biggest way to grow your business in a lot of ways too. Because that creative headspace is then used towards all the stuff you're great at. You're doing that thing where you're in my head again. <laughs> I'm pleased she's in mine right now because that's exactly what I needed to hear as well, actually. Is, so I, so yeah. I actually had a meeting, unfortunately got cancelled this morning, but um, one of my amazing friends is a VA and we were going to meet this morning. Um, unfortunately, her little girl was ill, so we didn't, but it's still on the on the cards to talk about what she can take off my hands because she is the person who finds filing emails and sorting out paperwork. She finds it fun and she does it quickly. And she's done it ad hoc for me for a while. And I think I've now hit the point where I'm like, I don't want to do this shit anymore. I just want you to take it and do it and then give me the stuff that I need to deal with. Mm. I'm happy to still reply to my clients. I like doing that part, but I do not like dealing with the other crap. So, um, but it's, I've been feeling really funny, really... I don't know what the word is, not quite apprehensive, but I've been feeling really odd about it. And yeah. everything you've just said, I'm like, oh, maybe it's okay. And also maybe I can start with just a couple of hours a month yeah. and then she can take, because I also struggle to let go because this has been my baby for such a long time. Mm. It is hard to let go to, to so I'm, I'm loving talking about, because that's also something that we don't talk about often, do we? I think when you start the kind of, I hate the word, but solopreneur journey, mm. you start that entrepreneur journey, you do it by yourself. And it is very much like, you do it all by yourself mm. and people don't really talk about the support they have um it's huge yeah. like, it's huge I, thank you for sharing that Carla I think I think a lot of people actually need to hear that like yeah, I know when you're early on like when you've just started you're figuring out like I always say you can't do everything because you're figuring out where your wheelhouse is going to be yeah some things I thought were going to be hard for me ended up really really simple and other things I thought were going to be simple end up being the biggest time sinks in my head. And I'm like, number one, it's such a gift to give, like, you are literally allowing someone else to have the business of their dreams. Like, that's the first thing. I'm just like, how cool is that? I love and that two, take on that. That's isn't awesome. that amazing? Yeah. 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 Right? Well, like, it does mess with my head stuff. that some people enjoy this stuff, but... <laughs> 
that's their jam. That's cool. I love it. Yeah, I no, love them. Right. And there's also like, I also look at us and I'm like, how, if you're a creative and this is like, this is not your area and you've done, I have this approach in like what we do called minimize and manage. When you come to what I call your kryptonite in superpowers, you have a kryptonite as well. Your kryptonite, mm-hmm. you get to either manage it, which is learn how to do it better. get get a crm like system on board like you're kind of like managing that situation and like upskilling a little bit and also but the other side is minimize so like you can only manage so much you can't you can't minimize it so much nothing ever comes up again and you can't manage it so much that the problem goes away you need a bit of both it's like how am i managing this so for example if i'm not good at details which I'm not I love my calendar so I manage myself by having everything in my calendar but I also need to minimize how much time in my business I need to spend on ongoing detail management and so I have a VA that look if even if I had her for like an hour a month which obviously would be very little that I would use that to say can you make sure that not that no nothing's been missed and so when you're like, you, you, I think it's actually a process of being really honest with yourself, not about what takes the time, but what takes your headspace because you're worrying about not doing it. Mm. And if you can outsource, I always say you outsource trust. Like what you're really, I think it's a mistake people make when outsourcing. They think they're outsourcing a task. I'm like, no, no, no. You're outsourcing the trust and the, the weight of carrying, like, does that make sense? You're, yes. The weight of carrying responsibility, I mm-hmm. think is what you're outsourcing for a particular point. And that's, yeah. that's such a gift. It is. It, it makes is. sense. I, I rave about my bookkeeper all the time because I don't have to think about my numbers anymore. I literally just go, hey, here's my stuff. And she makes it happen. So it's the best for you. But yeah, I get what Carla's saying as well about that element of letting things go. It is. I, that's probably why I haven't got a, a VA before now. But hearing what you're saying there, it's, if I can find the, the person that I can it's trust. It's finding the person. Yes. But it's, it's not, it's, weirdly for me, it's not that I don't trust her. I trust her with my life. Like I trust her with my personal filing, which is more, I would say, sensitive than my, my business filing. But for me, it's like, but if it's not, if, and if that's the thing I just have to deal with. I have to deal with the fact that I'm a massive control freak. I think I'm not a control freak. And then certain <laughs> things prove to me that I totally am a control freak and that's fine. So, but I think it's a really interesting and, and everything you, everything you guys have just said, I think is, I think it's also, it's a big transition stage. I think when you, when you're yeah. talking about like the journey of your business, whether that is creative or, or, or techie business or any other kind of business, um, I think there is a stage Sarah and I at the beginning of last season um, realised we had this lovely realisation that we are no longer startups we are now in the growth stage of our business kind of scary it's really exciting <laughs> scary but exciting and I know there's still a lot more growth to go but we don't feel like start. we don't feel like we're starting anymore and that's because we're not our businesses have reached a more sustainable stage and they've we've reached a different kind of mindset with it but I think with that growth stage comes more stuff like outsourcing like you know, making sure that everything, because as your business grows, the stuff you have to do grow, you still only have two hands, right? You still only have 24 hours in a day. So um, I think this is a really important thing to to remember, mm. that it is okay to, I think as well, there's some, um, I actually, you'd probably be a really good person to ask about it, Marianne. In terms of content creation, I think that's something that a lot of people really struggle. So I love creating content, but I do not love getting content up onto the internet. So that is something that I'm she hoping actually that cries will over it, Marianne. She does. I literally cry, usually at Sarah, because everyone else has gone to bed by the time I tackle it. It's like, oh, I can't cope. So I'm happy to write it. I'm happy to obviously take the pictures and edit them and everything. And that's lovely. But actually scheduling the stuff up, putting the blog up, SEOing it, it just makes me... I've been blogging for 17 years and I still hate actually the process of getting it from my head onto the internet. Um, but... 
I know that some people also really struggle with the creation process, mm. but I don't think anyone talks about outsourcing that because I think there's a weird shame thing going on. And you talked about being enough earlier. Mm. And I'm wondering if that ties into that. If, if getting someone to help you with stuff feels like, oh, well, I'm not doing it properly. I think that's a def- there's a definite something there. Would you say that's something you've come across? I think or? in terms of content, do you mean social content? Social and blogging and even things like you have an idea and you bullet point it and somebody else fleshes it out into maybe a talk for you or something. You know, oh, that's what a reasonable thing for yes. someone to do. That's what yeah, like Got Sarah it. writes. Yeah, that's what Sarah does. But I think some people don't speak about that because because it feels a bit... Is it mine if someone else wrote it? Do you... Yeah, I think it's, it's I mean, Sarah, you're the one to talk about this in a way, right? Um, Because my view would be, the reason I pause on it is I've seen it done badly, as I'm sure we Mm. all have. And so what you don't want, I wouldn't want anyone to do is to say, I'm going to outsource my content, and I've seen this done, and therefore it doesn't sound anything like them. And it's more ticking a box of you are meant to put content out there. So the first Mm. thing I'd actually start from is, if content isn't your jam at all, why are you creating content? What, what's the reason that you are saying I need to have content? And if it is people tell me I need to do this in order to have clients, they are wrong. You absolutely oh. don't. Can I get an amen like, for that? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Let's do that. Yeah. So number one, like, I just want to get that out for anyone who's listening, Love especially it. people early on, because I want to be like really sure we don't like miss, miss the mark for them. So yes, you don't need to. I have plenty of clients and people who have never put out a piece of content that's got clients. They might have done it on the side and been like, that's what it's meant to do. But I said, where do you get your clients from? Oh, referrals. Oh, being the expert in these groups. Oh, doing these podcast interviews and having a, like, whatever. And I'm like, oh, so actually your content, which everyone's looking at and thinking that's where you get your clients from, isn't getting your clients. So be really aware that a lot of content you see is not getting clients. And if you are like, I've done stuff, it kind of works, but it it really drains me. I know the points I want to speak at. I know how they hit. But turning it into 10 different posts, I find hard. Turning it into blog posts, other than that one, I find hard. I think that's a time to have a conversation, right? So you know what, what hits home. You've done that work. And you want someone to do it more. Yeah, you could totally do that. I've never done it, so I can't talk to it. That's why I said Sarah will be the one yep. to talk no, no. to. I was, thinking, I was thinking actually of the balance between the two of you because Sarah, I know, does it fantastically well and she writes oh, amazingly in other people's voices. Um, I was thinking more actually along the lines of that that kind of that feeling of not enoughness, that, that, that feeling of, of am I doing it wrong? But I think you've covered that in that mm. actually I think a lot of that comes from people feeling... Um, I've had a couple of people speak about this to me recently, which is why it's kind of on my mind that feeling of well if I'm not doing it this way am I a proper entrepreneur and actually mm. you're as long as you're doing it your way yeah. then yes yes you as are as long as you're doing it for right? a reason as long as like you're, you're doing, doing it for the right you're doing yeah. whatever you're doing I think not just content but but I think that yeah. that not enoughness seems to be sneaking up on quite a few people recently um a lot of and that. I oh, yeah. think that actually that that is your superpower or one of your many superpowers but one of yours is making people see that actually doing it your way is is the only way for you yeah, I think it's um, that intersection of doing it as you, like in line with your greatest superpowers, not just, now I'll be clear, because when we say just doing it your way, especially to creatives, we can get into this rebel mindset of like, I will make up new ways. And I'm actually not talking about that. Like I'm actually talking about yeah. doing it in line with you. And if that happens to be different from others, awesome. And if it happens to be the same as others, that is super cool too. Like you, there's nothing to prove out here about being a rebel or a conformist. So I say yes. And also when you add that into the why, so I say, why are we doing this? It's my first question to everyone I work with is like, 
So what game are you playing? What game are you playing with your content? And if you can't answer that, why are you putting out content? So oh, the game I'm playing with my content is connection because people actually don't really buy from it, but they sometimes check me out and they want to know if I'm a friendly, like cool person um, and like I'm a human. Okay, so you're playing a connection game. Cool. Are you playing a conversion game? Like, what are you playing with each? Like, with every course, I little like behind the scenes. With everything I put out, I ask myself, what game am I playing with it? So oh, I, like I might that. put out, like, I put out a product a few years back that was, and I kept telling people, I'm like, this is not here as a big money maker. This was actually a creative project that I charged for in order to, for me to get better at a certain part of my work. And I knew that that was the game I was playing. So when people started coming to me and saying, well, you could go in this direction, in this direction, I'm like, those are awesome ideas and that will not serve the game I'm playing. And so when you know that, it's like, as soon as you know that, I think you can answer your own questions about what support you need. It pulls that yeah. focus in, doesn't it, really? And yeah, yeah oh, clarity. I love that. Yeah. So much clarity. Mm. Yeah, I really like that. Amazing. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm getting very conscious of your time, Ariane, because we've been chatting away for for ages now, haven't we? Um, I love this conversation. Me too. We could it's carry on. Honestly, I could carry on for hours if we had the time. Um, Carla, what, shall we finish off with by asking Marianne to tell us uh, uh, oh, about what? Uh, uh, la, 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 words. <laughs> Was that we don't get any better at this, do we? After however many episodes, um, we yes, we are we we definitely could carry on, and mm. we we might haul you back for another episode, yes, in a few minutes, another few seasons oh, time if you're up for it. That'd be amazing. Um, but for now, can you um, let us know and let our wonderful listeners know um, where they can find you, what you've got going on, um, where you prefer to hang out, all of those things. <laughs> she says this so much better than I do. That's exactly what I was trying to say. Yes. And we'll translate it all into the show notes. So don't worry about spelling things out. Just tell us where you are. I and gotta we'll say, I links. love you two together. This is like, this dynamic is fantastic because this is just entertaining for me. I'm, I'm part of it. So, um, it, did, it did grow from us just having stupid late night conversations. And we were like, we could record these. And amazingly, people seem to want to listen. Crazy people. Who knew? Yeah, you guys are amazing. Well, if anyone, okay, so I'm going to answer your question before yes. I go down another rabbit hole. Um, so if you're on Instagram, um, I occasionally hang out on the Instagrams. Um, so I'm at Free Range Marianne on Instagram. Uh, everything's in the link in my bio, in my profile. If you go to that, you can get to everything. Or if you're not an Instagrammer, then go to free-range-humans.com or just Google Free Range Humans Marianne and make sure you put yourself on any of the email list boxes in there because then you'll get my Friday love letter, which I resurrected after. I, used to, I wrote it for five years straight. It's now resurrected and it's basically a letter from me every Friday or second Friday on the sort of stuff we're talking about here. So oh, put your name down for that on the website. It is a fabulous Instagram. way to end the week. I'm just. Gonna I will. I'm going to. I'm going to go and do that email. as soon as I finish talking. And to I really you. missed it when it was gone. Like I understand you. You know, you pull back and you change things up. But when it when you did the one that came back and it said Friday Love Letters back, I was very excited. So yeah, it's, <laughs> it's good so one. good being back. I love it. I took it. When when did I come back with it? Like six months ago or something or less. Um, yeah, something like somewhere in last year, I think. Yeah. It's so. so good. But yeah, yeah that's where I hang good. out. I hang out in your inbox. Um, and <laughs> I like it. Yeah. yeah cool amazing and oh go on carla was gonna say something then i was probably say the same question as you have you got anything particular that's coming up like um sort of working with you wise course wise or anything you want to kind of wave around so yeah it depends depending on when this uh 
podcast comes out. So we've got um, Secret Superpowers is coming out, um, which is starting mid-May. Um, and that is all about like finding your greatest superpowers, plural, in what you're doing and bringing them to life so they're not just a theory, getting over your biggest kryptonite, all that really cool stuff. Um, and then we tend to have a few specialist things on like finding your idea and growing your business at different times of year. But that's like... Secret superpowers is where my like heart and brain are at right now because it I feel like it underpins everything. So that's that's my jam. And if anyone wants to join, go to any of those places. We'll make sure we <laughs> put those in the links as well because I think this will be coming out just after you've launched that. But we'll definitely make sure we put mm-hmm. some links out for that as well. Cool. Thank mm-hmm. you. Brilliant. Oh, thank, thank you, so you so much, much for joining us. It's been thank amazing. Love yes. talking. I'm with very you. inspired. I'm, I'm also very happy to have finally met the person that Carla is always talking about. <laughs> you do crop up in conversation, so. Oh, you guys are so. And by the way, I'm sure everyone knows this, but you all know Carla's like featured heavily in the new edition of my book, right? I was very pleased. I'm, I'm just going to say that, that in case yeah. you're missing. May or may not shout about that on a regular basis. So Carla, I'm just going to say to all your listeners, uh, for the second ed- first edition of my book was like 2013. Carla and a whole bunch of other people read it, changed their lives. And then in um, like a year or so ago, the second upgraded edition, like upgraded and expanded edition came out. And I, Carla was one of the first people I went to. And I was like, portfolio career, you are the person I want to talk to. Amazing. And so she's like, and like I think you're featured like twice in it. So <laughs> thank you as well. I never got to say that. Thank, thank you for you that. Too. People no, love it's... your story very exciting no it makes me happy and um and the chocolate is a thing now but i will tell you about that separately so because <laughs> i think it was in and then we took it out and now it's a thing we launched it in lockdown so no it's been brilliant and actually having a portfolio career it has it really has changed changed my life because i thought that you had to do one thing turns out you don't bloody brilliant that's, it. that's the perfect <laughs> note to finish on there on that it? note I love yeah, it. brilliant thank you so thank so you much so for joining much. us um yeah bye-bye take care bye, bye. Thanks so much for listening. We'd love for you to rate us, review us and subscribe on your favourite podcast app. Five stars, please. Where can people find us online, Carla? We are on Facebook and Instagram at Creative Reboot Co. And we also have a Facebook group, which we'd love you to join to come and talk to us about the episodes. Just search for Creative Reboot Group. And you can also go to our website, creativereboot.co, where you can subscribe to our mailing list and get in touch with us if you fancy being a guest or have topics that you want us to chat about. We'll look forward to seeing you there. Oh, yeah.